Welcome back to the Happy Hippie Podcast. My name is Amanda McCormack. I am your host. This podcast is just all about exploring different ways that we can add happiness, we can add value into our lives. Whether that be physically learning about different exercise techniques, way to move your body, nutrition, supplements, or if it has to do more with the internal things like overcoming imposter syndrome, which is what we're going to talk about today, learning different mindset techniques, learning about um, meditation, breath work, all those good things. That's what we cover in this podcast. So if you're new, welcome. And if you're not new, thank you so much for listening as always. I'm just thinking about the people that have been listening to the podcast for um, I started it around New Year's last year and then I took a break for maybe two months in the winter time when I was first moving to Hawaii and it was really hard to record and then I picked it back up again this spring kind of rolling it back into action so wherever along the timeline you have found the podcast and been listening truly like a heartfelt thank you because it's like a passion project of mine and it's cool to know that people are resonating and I really love reading your messages on Instagram. My Instagram is happy holistic hippie. If you ever want to send me a DM, I really do love hearing from everybody, which is actually how I came up with today's episode. It was something that was like in the mix of what I wanted to speak about, but shout out to Zaki who DM'd me. Like we were talking and I asked if they had any things that they wanted to have on the podcast or like topics that resonated and and this was one of them it kind of hit the hit a nail on the head of like an area I wanted to hit so shout out because I'm so excited to bring this episode to life and again as usual if you have anything that you want to hear on the show feel free to send me a message and we can literally create this is this is a work in progress always like I'm creating based on not only what I think but what you think so let me know and yeah so this episode is a bit about imposter syndrome um as usual I try to come up with like my favorite bits and pieces of advice because I I love having a good bulleted list you know to like go through like I like to share but I also like to have a list to kind of keep me on track so I'm going to share some of my ways that I have found personally this is not I mean some of it is based on science but most of it is coming from my perspective on ways that I have dealt with imposter syndrome a little deep dive into it and a little bit about the science behind it as well so it's not just from me totally I'm going through a battle right now I swear because I literally just got this pack of icebreaker sours they are delicious. Like if you get a pack of them, like you will eat it. Like I will eat this within like two days. And it was like an impulse buy at Target. Like I was checking out and I threw it in the cart because I was hungry. It's not even, it's, I don't even know. I just really wanted it. And like the, it's looking at me and I physically can't put one in my mouth because why would I record a podcast with an icebreaker sour in my mouth? But I'm, my mouth is literally watering. No, I swear, like, I sound like I'm lisping a little bit because, like, my mouth is watering because I just had it and I had to bite it. Like, you know, when you have to, like, finish a lollipop or, like, finish a mint so you just start chomping on the thing? Um, Some ASMR. So good. Um, I literally chomped it and was like, welcome to the podcast. So... (laughs) So I will be as present as I can this entire episode, but I swear I'm staring at these right now and I have to like move them because I really want them. And when I was in school, I I will get into the actual podcast, but when I was in school, I thought I was the coolest person ever. So I did go to Catholic school, um, trauma for like 20 years and they were so strict about everything. You know, one time I had nail polish on like for Halloween, my mom painted my nails and I came in November 1st and the teacher made me go to the bathroom to try to scrub it off in the sink. I was like, ma'am, it's, it's literally nail polish. And she had me in the sink and she was like, do not come back until it's off. So I was in there like, like, I don't even know. Like it was like a, like an iron shop. Like I was like trying to knock the nail polish off my fingers and she like physically would not let me 
return to the classroom unless I like scrubbed it off my fingers, which is impossible. And I was like in the bathroom for like two hours. Like I missed school basically because I had the nail polish on and I was in the bathroom trying to like, <laughs> I was trying to use like the metal on the stall to like scratch it off. Ugh. My prison days, AKA my Catholic education. But in those days you couldn't have gum. So I like trained myself to withstand the minty sensation of holding gum under my tongue like that's that stuff burns so I would pop it in the morning and we would do like morning prayers and like I literally would like have gum burning a hole underneath my tongue but I like learned how to adapt it like I was in the hunger games or something and this was like life or death like I would keep that piece of gum in there and I would just like let it burn and I was like huh so actually I feel like nowadays I don't have any sensation in my mouth and I could probably put like 10 of them under my tongue and just keep them there because I like branded my tongue in middle school trying to have a piece of gum in during the day all right that was my stand-up bit for the podcast but we're gonna get into the real the real stuff today which is actually talking about imposter syndrome like I said what it is kind of my experiences with it my advice about it and then a little bit of the science behind it so I believe in the embarrassment episode which might have been about two or three episodes ago I was explaining that embarrassment and a lot of feelings like the imposter syndrome complex, like the feelings that come up, which is like not feeling good enough or you're doubting yourself about things or you feel like you can't actually do something because of all these narratives in your head is like what it comes down to. It comes from fear. Like it's the easiest thing to say, but I actually find ironically all, all these spiritual teachings, everything has like the same core values. Like we either act out of love or act out of fear. And those are big, huge umbrella words and a bunch of other complicated emotions and adjectives fall under the umbrella of love and the umbrella of fear. So that's actually what the spectrum is. Anytime we're acting, we're either acting out of a place of love, which is like having confidence in ourselves, having compassion for ourselves, having compassion and confidence for other people or acting out of fear, which is like everything in the scarcity mindset, which is where we have guilt, we have shame, we don't feel good enough, we feel unworthy, we're like holding back because we feel like we can't do something. All those feelings are actually acting out of fear. That's like how the brain almost works, you know? Whenever we feel like we're not enough, we don't have enough, if we feel like our survival instincts, it's like the human side of it. So like fear is like the part of the brain, like I was saying in the embarrassment episode, that goes back to our like nomadic brain when we were used to get like chased by saber tooth tigers <laughs> and we had to physically like pick up and run. And that's where our fight and flight come from. And all those things that like animals have in the lower half of the brain, like in the brain stem, all those things that we have in us that are just like involuntary reactions to survival, because that's what's our brainstem. Like if you think about it, like the giant brain that we have, it's being held up by the brainstem, which sends the messages from the body to the mind. And that is our survival mechanism. That's where all that stuff is like located in the head. So that's what's keeping us alive. And sometimes as a human, we slip back into the mode of we need to be alive. Like we need, we need to live. And a lot of the times like, oh, if I do that and that's embarrassing, like they're going to push me out and that's going to make me like an outcast and an outcast doesn't live because that means that they're going to starve and they don't have a community to make a fire and eat food. So I'm going to die. <laughs> that's literally what your brain is going through when you're embarrassed about like leaving a comment on somebody's photo. It's going through all of that turmoil, which is insane. And I love kind of like stepping back and thinking about that for a moment because it really reminds me of like how crazy our heads can get or how we can get into our own heads about things because it's true. It's like we're literally reacting this way because our human brain and all this stuff is found like in the brainstem is just thinking we're going to die, but we're not. We're not going to die. So we always have to almost like self-soothe and come back to like 
noticing these things, which is why I like to talk a lot about mindfulness and awareness, because it, it really does help you notice where you are in this moment. Like this is actually where I am. This is actually what's happening. And it's, it's funny that as humans, we basically have to go against this hard wiring that we have in our brains, but we're adapting over with it slowly, but that's, it's always there, this programming, which is why you may hear the phrase like deprogramming or reprogramming your mind, because that's what you're doing. And you're not crazy. When you have these feelings, you're so human. That's what it is. Fear and all these things are just human emotions. It's just part of the human spectrum. It's part of what we feel like what we're supposed to feel and what we're built to feel. So you're not crazy for having it, but you can, you literally can learn how to unprogram that or make that not your default programming. It's like literally like a computer programming where it, or not computer programming, but like, and I'm trying to think of like an app or something I can compare it to. That's a little bit more modern, but, um, the fact that sometimes you have like a default browser, like if you were more of a Google Chrome girl, but your computer keeps opening up to Safari, you can manually go into the system and change it to open up to Google Chrome. And that's basically, that was a really weird analogy, but that's basically what overcoming like embarrassment and imposter syndrome and fear and all those like fear riddle emotions, like shame and guilt. That's what it is. It's like going into your programming, into your mind. And you can do that by first having the awareness, learning how to almost still the mind, which comes from like meditation techniques, learning how to regulate your nervous system, which comes from like breath work and practices like grounding and even yoga and different types of movement that can help you kind of come back to it. And then unlearning all of the things that have been put in your head from society, from your experience and everything like that. So that's why I do talk a lot about these things because sometimes we may be feeling like imposter syndrome or like a failure in the gym or something. And it comes back to everything that I'm talking about now. Everything is connected, you know, like you can have a healthy mind, not healthy body other way around, you know, like it's just working in all these alleyways to kind of bring that happiness, bring it all back to you. And that's kind of what I'm talking about all the time on these episodes. But yeah, like I said, we are either usually operating um, and there's scientifically other terms, but I'm just going to use the word love and fear. And love is just, it's not like love that you might think about from like movies and things. It's just that like universal, like the highest vibration that you can be is the vibration of love and love encompasses a lot of different things. It's like the top of the chain. Um, I don't know, like a lot of different authors say different things, different words. Like when people talk about God and the universe and they kind of move the words around, like this is all up to your interpretation, but it's acting out of security and non-security is basically what it is. And that's what imposter syndrome comes from. It kind of comes from this fear that things are going either like too well or fear that you can go back to something or almost revert or you don't belong here and you're going to get found out and you're going to get kicked out of the tribe and die. Like that's what it comes down to every single time. Fear that you're going to go back out there and you're going to die. Fear that you're not supposed to be here. You're going to get found out and you're going to die. That's like what your brain is saying. That's actually what it is. When in reality, it's just, let's say, you have imposter syndrome over wanting to show up in the gym and you feel like you're not good enough to be there or you want to join a, like a rec league sports club and you you were like, oh, I don't have all the years of training. I don't have this and this. And you start to feel the imposter syndrome or you weren't feeling imposter syndrome and now you are. That's kind of what the, I know this is like me giving my own interpretation of the science, but that's basically what it is. Everything is coming from this fear part of our brain that we have to work really hard to undo. And it doesn't totally go away because like I said that's literally what our programming is made out of and we can work to 
kind of dim it a bit, which is the beauty of it. But even as I in my life have like, I don't want to say moved up, but just like moved on like from things and getting like certifications and finishing school. I'm trying to think of like basic accomplishments that I could list, but like, you know, those generic things, you always feel like you're not good enough. And I'm always finding like, no matter what it is, like in the gym, for example, somebody that spent years in the gym and you finally are able to lift the 20 pound weight for this one exercise, your mind is just like immediately like, all right, what about 22? Like you just start moving on to the next thing really quickly, which again is refreshing to hear that it's human in a way. Um, I was going to say, I have like a list of things I want to talk about, but one, just like talking about this topic with people in general has always eased my mind about it because I'll open up and say something like, and someone will instantly be like, oh my God, same. And I feel like hearing somebody else, it could even be me right now, like explaining like, oh my God, I feel the same way too. Like sometimes I feel like I'm not good enough for this, or I feel like I had never had the training for this or whatever. Like one thing that I always feel too is like I did put time I put so I put so much time and years and like money and effort into getting like certifications around nutrition I have like so many of them and I constantly still don't feel there's a part of me that never feels like it's enough because I didn't get like my bachelor degree in exercise science but I you know like it's not crazy like I still spent four to five years and every single year I have to renew my certifications and do more programming basically for like my nutrition thing and my personal training and everything I got to renew it I'm actually putting in more work now like I'm coming on like year six of still putting in work for that industry and in my head it's rooted in me because I think it's something my parents have said to me but it's rooted in me that because I didn't go to actual college I didn't go to actual classes and get um, a certification in exercise science, like a bachelor's degree, like all of it doesn't count. And it's not true, it really isn't, but it's just something that's reinforced. And it's something that like, every time I talk, like I'll even be talking, <laughs> I hope, hope they're not listening, but um, I'll be talking about my podcast or like things I wanna do to my mom. And she'll be like, well, have you ever thought about like going back to school and like getting a master's in like exercise science? I'm like, you want me, to, you want me to have a second master's? Like, I don't need, to, <laughs> um, but it's just the way that like she's been taught things and like, you have to remember that. So I feel like with all of this stuff, it's like always you can react, but like stepping back for a second and realizing like, okay, if somebody's like, I don't want to use the word triggering you, but if somebody's saying like something that's bothering you or saying like you know that kind of rubs up against me wrong like I'm like damn like I'm explaining to her I'm so excited I'm talking about I want to do this program and I want to have this and this and she was like well don't you want to like get a get like a this first or like a degree in this because to her that's like something that makes more sense or like the path I'm taking now and the world of like social media and the way that people have jobs online like all the time was not around when she was growing up so she doesn't even know how to perceive it I don't even think she understands it so when she makes those comments it's not coming out of a place of hate she's just like trying to give me a suggestion because like that's her reaction to things so I have to step back and remember all of that stuff I have to remember all the things I know about my mom and her upbringing all these things that I'm like okay this is literally just people are always doing the best they can with what they know I feel like I say that all the time in this show but it's a really great takeaway and it reminds me again like nothing's personal like she's not trying to like come at me she's coming at me I guess in a place of like love and concern and concern comes from fear so again they're either acting out of like love and fear so sometimes when people say those things it does but like it's part of me like I still like I do meditations in my own journaling work on it but like little bits of me still come up sometimes where I feel like I'm not enough because I didn't get a degree in that but like at the same time 
I'm glad I didn't because I learned so many things with the degree that I have. And also the degree that I have is not what I went into to live, which is something both of my parents can't wrap their heads around. Like they literally can't. And I feel like I'm just so used to them saying things that that's really rooted in me. So parents can be one thing. People around you saying things could be another thing as well. I'm lucky I'm at the place in my life where the people I'm surrounding myself with don't reflect that back to me. Um, and they're very open and very excited about what I do. And I'm excited about what they do. And we like talk about it and it's cool. I don't think I have any friends that are judging me. Um, at least in my own conversations, I don't feel that way, but you can feel that way. So if you have anything like that as well, sometimes it's cool to like step back and kind of check where you are, like do like a little bit of an audit and be like, are the people around you kind of maybe helping you? stay small or keeping these limiting beliefs in your head or kind of reinforcing some things because it could not be your thoughts I guess that's the point I'm trying to make is like sometimes we're just so used to having other people's thoughts in our heads and they're really not our own so by being mindful and stepping back a little bit and being like okay hey (laughs) the people surrounding myself with do they support me in these things if they don't I'm not saying like chop them off but I'm just saying maybe notice that be like okay Hmm. And you can always look for like another group. It it could be real life. It could be a virtual thing. It could be a club. It could be searching for people, which literally me traveling is something I wanted to talk about. I had such a beautiful like outline for this episode, but I'm just been kind of free balling it because I feel like it's flowing and it's okay. Um, and that's another thing. Like that's one of my like imposter syndrome things is sometimes I feel like I'm not, even though I'm making this episode, I feel like I've seen other people. I compare a lot. So like I'll see other people go through things very structured and very edited, like very bullet point things. And if I'm not doing that, the thought that you probably just heard me say, I like I have the awareness of it, which is cool. And you always will. And you're never going to be perfect. So it's great to know that. But um, I'll find myself saying things to kind of discredit what I'm doing in terms of like I was just speaking and I said a beautiful sentence. And then part of me was like, okay, yeah, but you didn't say it in the bulleted list. You are not a real podcaster. Like something like that, like creeps up and I'm like, oh, girl, stop. (laughs) Like, it's fine. You don't have to always be perfect. Um, Maybe I will go through the list though, because I do have some points I want to make and I feel like I'm hitting them like on the head a little bit, but I have some detailed things. But basically to wrap up what I was saying is like, check who you're surrounding yourself with. You can always find new people to surround yourself with as well. Like some people I know you can't detach from quote unquote. Um, and you shouldn't, and maybe sometimes you have the choice to not give all your energy to them, which is something you can do. You're in control of that. Um, but you can always find new people and new things. And I find that I found maybe the last two years, my yoga teacher training. Oh my God. That's longer than two years. Ugh, two to three years. Like time keeps moving by quickly. Two to three years. Um, the people I've met on these journeys, I've sought out like spiritual communities, I guess, because my yoga teacher training was people who are interested in obviously <laughs> learning to be a yoga teacher. And then my work trade experience, it's, I was at a retreat center. So that I just met a lot of people from different paths of life, different like healing modalities and different interests and different backgrounds. And it was cool to meet all these people that I've met. I feel like I've built a really awesome network of just like being surrounded by people who are doing cool things. And it reinforced to me that you could do these things. I met people who are full-time travelers. I met people who are photographers and do their own thing. I met people who were college students, but they're taking, they took the time to like look inward for themselves and come out 
do like a work trade in a cool place I met people who are constantly like in phases and like seasons of like doing work and then like traveling and then like on and off it was I've met so many people who are doing the thing that doing so many things that I thought you couldn't do so I feel like expanding my horizons and meeting other people who are doing these things really just make make life so fulfilling like I've met people from other countries other states other cities all these places around the world basically who are doing so many cool things are have the vision of doing it too which is another cool thing like they don't actually have to be doing it they don't actually have to be proof that it's getting done quote-unquote but they have the vision of it which is like I love seeing people follow their vision like people are on the path I see other people are going through like they're taking the steps to do something but they're not there yet and it's cool because I see the beauty in their journey and then it kind of reflects back to me and it can show me the beauty in my own journey but I do feel like traveling and meeting people has just and it's uncomfortable it's not always the nicest thing like in terms of me just saying oh travel that's not what I'm trying to say but I'm saying expanding my horizons and meeting other people and stuff like that over the years has just actually truly shown me it's possible another way to do that without leaving home is getting a book I feel like reading books from different authors like I don't I have any notes on this prepared on top of my head but like Gabby Bernstein was someone that was really cool to read she went from literally being a drug addict to being like a multi best-selling author and she found her spirituality and all that stuff so she's really cool but you can find so many people who are just like writing books about like I love Hay House. They're like my favorite publishing company. If you go through their website, they have so many different authors that I feel like you can find. But it's just cool to see people like doing these things. Um, um, I'm trying to think. I read this really one. I'm going to put this in the description. That's what I'll do for this episode. I'm not going to say them right now, but I'm going to put them in the description. And maybe I'll also do a post on my Instagram right after this episode of like my favorite reads that I've read that have actually like inspired me because you don't have to meet these people, but you can hear their story and you can see what they've gone through. And maybe you can like relate to some things. And the cool thing is like, you've always heard the stuff where it's like never too late to start something. Yes. But it's awesome to see other people like having the same emotions that you're having on your journey. Cause it just makes you feel connected to somebody and you're like, wait a minute. I'm not crazy. This person did this. And then you read their story and you're like, okay, down the line, they ended up actually doing this, this, and this. So I feel like connecting with other people is something that's really, really cool and useful to help me overcome imposter syndrome. Sometimes when we get stuck in our own head and it's our own mind, but when we see other people are going through it too, but then you see other people are able to overcome it. It's awesome. So slipping back into like the comparison trap side of things, we forget we forget we put labels on people a lot and we're always forgetting and we're always we always have to pull ourselves back and have that awareness I guess that's the theme of this episode is like slipping back and just taking a notice of your thoughts about everything I'm saying so on Instagram it's easy to look at somebody or TikTok or something look at them and give them an identity give them a name and it's easy to do that because we're told to do that all the time like what's your title put your title here what do you do for work what is this, this and that? And we start to identify. Um, and that's the ego taking over. And the ego takes over from a place of fear. And a really good author to read would be Eckhart Tolle. So it would be both his books, The Power of Now and Then A New Earth, talk a lot about the ego and learning about it. And there's a really good um, Oprah podcast episode where she does multi multiple episodes there's from her old radio show where she would go into it so if you're interested in learning a bit about the ego and how we identify as people and how that actually like 
we see everything out of how we label people. It's crazy. So if you're really interested in changing how you label yourself, how you label other people and kind of find a relief and finally like free yourself from like being stuck in these labels that can be really exhausting. The power of not the power of now, but um, a new earth by Eckhart Tolle is a great book. And he has some conversations on Spotify with um, Oprah. So if you type that in, you can totally find (laughs) just wait till this episode is done. Then you can go, (laughs) but you can totally find um, a lot of good information on that where you don't even have to read the book but I would really suggest listening to it but we tend to identify people and label people really quickly and we're like that's a life coach that is a yoga teacher that's somebody that is an actress like that's this person she does this she's a traveling nurse like she can do that and you just like give everybody their title and sometimes it's because of the way that they post or the way that they present themselves which is also something interesting to look at because that has to do a bit with like confidence and how you come off to the world and all of that stuff but we're really quick to label other people, but we forget that we are multifaceted beings. And sometimes I even have like some sort of like crisis where I like look at my Instagram page and I'm like, this is really weird because somebody can look at my Instagram page and see this. But like a lot of the times I'm doing so much, I'm doing so many more things. This isn't a true reflection of myself. I'm like stumbling on the words here because it's just like, it's a weird concept. Like I'll look at my regular Instagram and like I was living in Hawaii from like the biggest part of it, January. No, I started posting. I think I didn't post on Instagram for like three, three months or something like that when I was in Hawaii. And I was out there the first time around, um, like eight months. And I put up like eight photos, I think. And I was like, it's crazy because it's like people can look at my page and just see like these eight photos. And it's like, that does not sum up at all what was happening out there and what was happening here and there and all this stuff, you know? So it's just like cool sometimes when you think about yourself, because I will literally look at other people like I'll look at like some influencers and things and I'll like go through their page or like photographers. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And then I literally have to remember, I'm like on my own page, I'm not posting this much like this person isn't actually this like they're a multifaceted being. They have so many things going on in their lives. And so do I. And we don't know what others are doing all the time and who they are and all this stuff it's it's really weird I think that's weird for the human mind to comprehend that on social media we have to label ourselves and then put up like content and things even this podcast like I have other things that go on in my life and I feel like maybe I come off a certain way and again that's none that's none of my business what that comes off to as other people and you have to take that into account about yourself as well. But sometimes I feel like we just look at somebody and we like label them and it could be a good label. Like it could be somebody who we're almost putting on like a pedestal to when you're going through, like I keep using social media, but you can do this in real life as well. Like you have a coworker that comes in and like you hear like this, this and this about them. And it's not like bad, but it's just like a judgment that we're giving them. And it could be literally a good judgment, but we forget that that person is like so complex and we compare ourselves to these people, but we're only comparing ourselves to this like little sliver of them that we're seeing. And it's kind of cool. It's kind of relieving when you think about yourself and that sliver that you show the world versus what really there is. It could be stuff that you do in private, like the things that you enjoy, the fun adventures you've gone on, the people, you know, the laughs you've had, like some people will never perceive that about you. And that's really cool to think about, but it's also cool to remember that when you perceive other people, that what they're showing isn't the whole thing and not not in a good way not in a bad way but just truly like it's not the whole thing like that person has so much more to them they're really multifaceted and 
that's awesome. We don't have to, we can't, we literally can't compare ourselves to another soul like that. You know, everyone literally is on their own path, like a hundred percent on their own path. You're never going to find someone totally identical, even identical twins are different. And if you come back to that every now and then it kind of like helps you remember that or snaps you out of that trance where you're starting to compare yourself. You're like, this person is in this spot and I'm not there yet. Or I should be doing this at this age or this, this and that. Or I should look that way. I don't know. I'll give you a million examples, but you already know what you're impo- like, what things come up for you. And yeah, it's just cool to think about like, it's our mind just seeing a little sliver, making a comparison based on that sliver. But there's so much more to you and to the other people than that. This reminds me of a topic that we're going through right now in the Holistic Glow Up program, which is um, about limiting beliefs, which imposter syndrome does come up with limiting beliefs. So it kind of is like reminding me a little bit of it. And we're doing one practice. We're doing a few things, but one of the practices we're doing is about just kind of noticing your limiting beliefs. And there's two techniques that I like to use. And again, I think I kind of mentioned it earlier, but the word audit, like giving yourself a little life audit is so fun. And it's just like having awareness, like step back and look at what you're doing, look at what you're thinking, look at what you're perceiving, and you'll start to find the answers to things like you've had it all along. And it feels like some weird like Matrix movie thing, but... I kind of like to think of it as like you're just doing an audit on yourself like you just step back you have the awareness and you just start to notice some things and a cool way to do this just on a daily basis um, in the evening maybe answer like pick one day this week and answer these questions just of that day like notice what okay I'm gonna tell you what the prompt is because I feel like it's a little confusing to explain but looking at it in the scope of just a day can make it easier than looking at it like throughout my entire life who do I judge who I so the first thing would be notice the comments that you make about your friends in your head um maybe write down like three or four of your friends and just write down like descriptions of them and like what you think of them just see what comes up like nothing good or bad it could be a bad thing it could be a good thing just notice what you write about them and then notice who who you judge that day like it could be a good judgment or a bad judgment again, but like, let's say during your day you went to work, then you went to the supermarket after work and you went to the gym and then you came home and you like did your nighttime routine stuff. Um, think about who you saw during your work day. Did you make a comment about someone's outfit in your head? Did you make a joke about it or something? Um, did you look up to somebody in the supermarket? Was there somebody that like walked by you and like you heard a part of their conversation and you thought something just like start to think about what you saw during the day and what your judgments are on other people. Cause sometimes you'll find what your limiting beliefs are that way, but you'll also start to find what you compare yourself to subconsciously because maybe you don't even realize you're comparing yourself to things or where you kind of like set the bar for stuff. Maybe you heard somebody talking about like a family issue and in your head you just like made a comment. It could be good or bad again, but maybe you were just like, oh, that's not good. Or like you just noticed yourself judging that situation or judging an outfit or you'll find where you set the bar and where you compare yourself to other people with when you reflect back on the thoughts that you have about other people during your day. And other things that I think help me with imposter syndrome is one, just like if I'm remotely interested in something and I find myself saying I'm not good enough for it, um, start looking at YouTube videos, start looking at the topic on Instagram and your few page, if you can search it, just like engulf yourself in the topic. Like I sometimes like to learn about the topic. So let's say I want to, I see somebody posting like needlework and I'm like wow I would love to get into needlework but in my head I'm like I could never do that or blah 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 all those things come up I feel myself have the negative negative like limiting beliefs 
I'm just going to start like immersing myself in it, you know, like start looking at it, maybe watch a YouTube video about it. You can order something off Amazon. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you're noticing that you're comparing yourself to someone in a confident type way where you're like, oh, I wish I could have their confidence. I wish I could have this, blah, blah, blah. Maybe start to find a book on that topic. Just starting to really like learn the facts about, well, learn the facts in two ways, but learn the facts about the thing you want to learn or the thing that you're noticing that you have the lack of, like kind of pour your energy into kind of bettering yourself in that gap. And then the other thing is learning again, what's fact and what's not fact, where if you're in your mind and you're, I keep using Instagram, but it's like, I honestly find that most of my imposter syndrome stuff comes up when I'm on my phone, which is a funny, that could be a topic on itself. That's its own situation. But if I find myself starting to compare myself about something again, I take a moment, I kind of step back. I have the awareness and I can just be like, that's literally not true. I'm just saying that. Like, that's just the fear part of my brain talking when I say, oh my God, I wish I could do that as a job or oh, I wish I could do this. I can't do that because of this. When I start hearing myself say those, it's like whoop, step back and just be like, that's literally just a sentence. It's not a fact. I just said a sentence in my head. That's an emotion and a fear that just made a sentence. It's literally not a fact. So learning how to separate yourself from fact and not fact is awesome. And then also education, educating yourself on anything that comes up because that's like showing the universe that you're remotely interested in either a bettering yourself or b moving into that topic that you're so afraid of and just starting to even just like watch a youtube video watch a tiktok on it you're showing the universe that you're leaning into that path you know you've been so afraid of it you've been comparing yourself you've been saying i can't do that i literally can't do that this is my job why would i do this i can't do that with this type of job or blah 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 and you're showing the universe oh i'm actually going to take a step in that direction by learning a little bit about it as small as watching a TikTok, moving up to maybe looking it up on Pinterest and then moving into maybe buying a book about it. The second thing, it's just a recap of what I said earlier, sharing to other people. If you have people in real life, if you have people in a community, like an online community that you can join or just finding like friends on on anything and sharing with other people and hearing their version of it too, because maybe you can find common ground or something you can relate to is so healing and I just feel like sharing with other people whoever you feel safe with about how you're feeling about things it's cool to hear other people's perspectives but it's also cool to hear sometimes they might be going through the same thing number three would be to learn how to celebrate your success like the small things daily because we always always <laughs> look over them when you finally reach that weight in the gym that you've been trying to reach or if for me literally sometimes just doing like my three morning habits like pat myself on the back man like it actually like I took the time to like wake up do like a meditation do writing and I did get yoga in in the morning like that's actually pretty sick because I made time to do that and then I went through my day and then let's say I'm mad that I didn't I didn't get to go to the gym or I missed a class or something and I'm like girl you literally took time for yourself this morning I was able to get through my day and do that like that's still awesome and we're always hard on ourselves you know we're our worst critics so just learn to start celebrating your success like the small things during the day Gratitude journaling is awesome for that because we can use the gratitude journal as a tool to physically like a checklist, like check off things that you're grateful for or just writing down what you're happy you accomplished today or nighttime journaling in general. Journaling is just like a tangible way, just like a checklist is tangible that you can see your success because sometimes it's cool to see it because sometimes we're hard on ourselves and don't we can't even perceive that we're succeeding in any way, but by writing down all the things that you did during your day or doing a prompt, like what I accomplished this year, all those types of things, it really does show it to us. Like, damn, I'm doing a lot. <laughs> Another thing for me 
and I, I find it hard, but I've been learning with it is I could do a whole episode on perfectionism and how like procrastination also ties into it. But perfectionism keeps us from doing things. And I find a lot of imposter syndrome will come up when I'm like, Oh, well, I got to wait until I have this and this before I can do that. You know, Oh, I'm not doing this. I'm not good enough. I need to get like another certification. Oh, I need to do this. I need to blah, blah, blah. Um, one day like when my thing is this big, I can do that. Just take action with things because sometimes I will be too perfect. Like I'll quote unquote be too perfect by not putting anything out there because I'm just afraid to put it out there because I'm like, oh, I can totally do this, but I would rather do it down the line when I have this, this and this or oh, blah, blah. and I find excuses like wherever you find yourself giving yourself tons of excuses. That's usually an area that you need to like target a little bit or just work on it. And I find that just taking action and learning to take action through like an uncomfortable, I want to be perfect. I want this to work out usually helps me, even though it's really like, I hate it, <laughs> like making myself do things when I feel like I'm not ready to do them, but I just like take the leap anyway. It trains me to be better at doing it in the future. And then I slowly start to see, oh my God, I actually didn't need that to do this or I didn't need to be on this level or be on this scale to complete that. Like I actually did it. And you're showing yourself that you're earning trust with yourself. Basically you're doing things and showing yourself you can do them without quote unquote being ready. And that's so healing. It slowly heals you. And finally, my last bit of advice would be self-compassion because again, we are literally our worst critic and we're not compassionate with ourselves sometimes with these things it's almost just like not noticing our wins and all these things we're just focused on the future it comes back to being very focused on the future thinking but this past year maybe really really honing in on it in the past like six months being very compassionate about things with myself I have found has been really healing looking at things from like a third party lens so when I have like especially when we're doing this type of work like if you're listening to this I find maybe for like a year or so I was doing a lot of like I need to be better I need to do this and just being okay with being the way you are is something that's hard to grasp because self-development seems like something that's always moving like forward going and we always want more and it ties into like literally imposter syndrome and this type of like lack thinking that we have and sometimes when we're meditating or like a thought comes up we start like immediately like judging ourselves for the thought and it's okay to have it come up because usually when you feel any type of an emotion, like you're never going to go through life and not feel anger, not feel sadness, not feel like a little bit of like a sting or something when these topics come up. It's human, but you have the choice in choosing the next emotion, which is like taking a step back and being like, okay, compassion, <laughs> um, or just being like, okay, I'm going to choose another thought. Like I'm not going to continue to feel like, because usually when things come up, I think that letting them come up is the best way. And then the next step would be to create your next best feeling thought which a lot of the times looking at meditation thoughts or looking at things that come up when we're journaling because journaling too is like you're doing a lot of work like you're digging up all this stuff and then we start to feel bad that we spent so long like feeling this way or we felt we spent so long like seeing things in this type of lens and there's literally nothing wrong with that and it's finding that compassion of using that sentence that I use a lot which is you were literally just doing the best that you could do at that time with the information that you had. So doing the best that you could do at that time with the information you have. And if that's an affirmation that kind of like sticks with you, like take it, run with it. But just finding 
that compassion for yourself knowing sometimes I like to view myself as like a young version of me like in my journal I literally so creepy I have this photo of me as a kid that I found <laughs> I just like stuck it in there and sometimes I like it's in the back because like the moleskin notebook I have like there's a folder so I can like pull it out and I've ever find myself like being harsh or something in the journal like I'll whip it out and be like this is literally who you're talking to and I used to think inner child work like years ago I used to think this because I had judgments about everything um was like quote, corny I was like oh my god no but it really does help you have compassion with yourself and I like to also see people as like their inner child sometimes like if they're yelling or something I'm like that's coming from a place of something and it, it just helped me like get through the world with more compassion for myself and others so looking at yourself on this self-discovery journey with compassion is something that's going to help you out with so many things I think that is it for me today that feels like I got what I wanted to out we can go into like of a more sciencey type episode about this if that's something that you're interested in in the future but that this is just personally my experience with imposter syndrome with the feelings of fear of not feeling good enough and kind of how I work through them um if you want me to go in deeper on anything as usual just send me a dm we can always talk about it there or I can make a whole episode about it got this platform might as well put it to use <laughs> There is still space in the Holistic Glow Up program. So it's a one month program. I'm running it from December to January. It's literally started, if you're watching this today, it's December 4th. Um, I opened it yesterday, December 3rd. So you can join. It's going to be basically a one month program, but it's an app and you can keep all the stuff forever. So each week I'm just going to be uploading more and more things. This week we're literally talking about limiting beliefs. It's very reminiscent to this topic, a little different. We go into discovering yourself and a lot of that stuff too. So that's what we're going to be talking about in week one. You're going to get tons of resources around that topic, as well as other things such as like yoga classes, meditations, breath work, morning routines, journaling prompts, like playlists, card pulls, everything that I can possibly think of that I enjoy is just going to be like thrown into this program with a lot of love this month. And then next week, we're going to be talking about the topics of like body image. That's going to be like more nutrition and exercise based. The week after that, it's all about inner child, all about playfulness and creativity. And then our last week, the topics are going to be around um setting up like your new life and like revisioning and like getting your goals ready and getting yourself out there with that attitude that is compassionate for yourself but also going to propel you forward so that's what the program is um it's just a bunch of cool resources as well and there's optional like little journaling prompts that you can do and there's also the community aspect of talking to other girls and having that there but it can be private if you want because you just you can choose not to interact if you don't want to I don't know where you are in your journey if interacting is something that you want to like keep down in it or if you want the community like I said it's awesome to immerse yourself in a community sometimes and see that you're not going through everything alone um it's open it's a one-time purchase. It's not crazy. It's literally $30. It's 3333. And I have a coupon code in the description as well to discount it. If you're listening and you want to join, you can use that coupon code and come on into the group, get a bunch of fun resources. And I really did put my heart into this program. So very excited for you to join and it's going to be running for this month and it's still open if you're listening. So, and if you have any questions about it, feel free to send me a DM or we can chat about it. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great week.